Sleepless nights, baby spit up, maternity jeans, leaky boobs. Some people are ready for all that. So if you're not ready for a baby and everything that comes with it, make sure you're good to go with your birth control. Visit NotReadyNow.com to learn more about a reversible, longer-term birth control option that you don't have to take every day. Discover Park MGM, the newest resort in the center of the Las Vegas Strip. Enjoy powerhouse artists like Lady Gaga and Bruno Mars in the intimacy of Park Theater and indulge in inspired cuisine from tastemakers like Roy Choi at his new restaurant, Best Friend. Park MGM, intimate moments, big experiences. Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? Three girls talking about a lot of love and sin. And there's someone sitting next to us. Who that freaking man? It's ooh, oh, oh. It's Keith. <laughs> okay, guys, welcome to our podcast. Yes. Where we talk and we listen and... And that's it. That's honestly it. <laughs> Today, what do you think about us talking about making a difference? Making a difference. Have you guys ever made a difference? Yes. Even I, in a small way. I'm I go, made a yes. dent a couple times. I made a couple dents. Whoa. <laughs> definitely. I definitely did that. Can you qualify and say positive difference? <laughs> oh, that changes it. Then Keith's example oh, drops right off. <laughs> making a difference is not starting a fight at a house party and leaving out the back door. That is not making yeah, a difference. That's not, we got to make it more specific than that. Um, what about you, Amy? I, um, actually, nothing much is coming to mind, but I... Uh, because it's every day of your life. That's right. Every, I, I make such a sacrifice every day of my I life. I say sacrifice, just maybe pick a fight for injustice. Okay, that's true. On I really, any level, in any situation. I really can't keep my yap shut. I got a question. What? Because you do have this, like injustice trigger yeah and once it's pulled there is no going back i see red has the trigger ever been misfired like have you has it been pulled and you totally (laughs) misread the situation have you written a commercial flight with me (laughs) (laughs) oh i can find injustice in every moment there are definitely so many things where i've misread misjudged opened my dumb mouth and then later realized Oh, God. Like, where I made it so much worse, you know? <laughs> I can't think of any now. You'll you'll, ta- you'll talk some shit. You'll, I'll you'll talk take shit the every- hit. <laughs> you'll take the hit. Because I remember that one time we were leaving leaving that comedy club, you, me, and uh, Nikki Glazer. This is, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. And this big group of guys came up, and they were— I can't remember what they said to us. It was just, like, a series of painful insults. They just— <laughs> They were like, look at these three hags. Or, you know, I don't know, just yeah. something that—whatever. Oh, yeah, and oh, you I'm turned the- around like, motherfucker, bitch, and you just went, oh, and I was like, oh, shit. And I remember Nikki was like, are you scared of, like, what they're going to say back? Which I was thinking the same thing Nick was. Right, that's—yeah. I was like, I don't. I often don't start with a certain kind of, you know, like, rape techie looking guy, like, you know— <laughs> Because yeah, I know because you're afraid that they'll go right to. I don't start with rape tech because it'll hurt. It'll hurt too bad. But you, you'll, you're like, what the hell is this great, moron gonna say to me? That's like, a great yeah. example to bring up because that is, I think, what holds so many women back. Yeah, is being afraid of speaking up or raising their hand or whatever, because they're afraid of someone insulting them physically. Once you get over the fear of like, what are you gonna say that I'm fat, that I'm ugly? Like, wh- is that my worst fear that someone's gonna say I'm fat and ugly? Because, like, bring it, you know? And then once somebody does say you're fat and ugly, 
especially on the internet daily and have websites dedicated to that, you really, you just, it doesn't matter. And it's, it's worth it to speak up. Yeah. And I think at that point in my life, I thought that people that like wore suits, knew stuff. I was like, oh, they're business people. That's smart. So they know like things. I remember thinking that too. Yeah. Anybody like that had to get up earlier than me was like smarter. And so I didn't understand that. So I had like a true fear of like men in suits calling me fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nightmare. Well, a lot of it's just confidence and tenacity. You know, like mm-hmm. people that just like stick around, they think they belong there. Half of it's just like walking the walk and looking the part. I swear to God, it's not about like- I know. No, it's just actual- like getting through to a radio station. You just keep calling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep calling in. Big I have a right. I want own, these tickets. It's my only ignorant analogy. <laughs> I want these jingle ball tickets, God damn it. Oh my God. Rich has the worst analogies I've ever <laughs> fucking analogies, heard in my life. absolutely. <laughs> Stink. But at a young age, I remember there was a boys cross country running team. There were no, there was no girls cross country. And I, in middle school and like, I don't know, sixth, seventh grade and 11, 12 was like, well, I, I want to run cross country. And so I was the only girl on the team. So that was probably more so I could flirt with boys. Like, I don't know that <laughs> it was that I was like, no, my prefontaine dreams. Uh, but I always, I've always like kind of. Like, stood up. Well, I got one for you. (laughs) When uh, the folk around your neighborhood didn't have enough clothing, you shoplifted (laughs) dinner. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was doing. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you guys think of any examples? I bet we all have, like, a lot of examples from our lives. But just none of them are none of them are jumping out at us right now because our guest today has has done something really cool and made a real difference. Well, as I mentioned before, growing up in Kansas, yeah, um, I was like for some reason I guess I knew what my life was going to be, but I was always really pro-choice, and so being pro-choice in the '80s in Kansas was not like a hot thing to do. Were you outspoken about it? Like really did outspoken know? about being pro-choice. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. It wasn't easy to do at, yeah. that, at that time. And so you would be picketing outside of places where, where people were carrying the baby to full term. Is that correct? Like, it was Essentially. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who had a baby, you were outside picketing. Yeah. I mean, you came from a, such a different environment and you changed that environment and then came here. I mean, you are like people make movies with your well, story arc. I think it's like a lot of places in the Midwest, people want to stay there, right? They're, you know, it's a lot about family and about the football team on the weekends. And like, it's hard to see your way out of that. And it's hard to see... It's the whole world. It's it the whole feels world. feels like it's the whole world. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to see differently, like the world, diff- like it just... It, yeah. What about you guys? Have you ever done anything? I, that's what I'm saying. I've done nothing. I got nothing. something, but it's pretty small. <laughs> no, well, it's here. One thing. Hey, we got to start small I with guess. making a difference. <laughs> Tiny dents. What, what get, you got? Um, well, I remember when I was a kid, I used to make this face called a bagel face and to make my friends <laughs> laugh. And it was really heinous. I'm going somewhere. It's not that great, but it's somewhere. Anyway, it was this heinous face called the bagel face. I remember everybody getting around like, do the bagel face, do the bagel face. I mean, it was Can pretty heinous. Can we see heinous. the bagel yeah, face? Yeah, we'd love like, to see the bagel face. It's kind of like this, like. <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's a good bagel it's, face. It's not good. Okay. Yeah. And then my friend Heather used to bagel face with me. But then once we started liking boys, she's like, we can't bagel face anymore. We got <laughs> to pull these guys in. And I, I mean, look, it was a small stand, but I was like, no, I'm going to keep bagel facing. Fuck the boys. They can either like me and my bagel face or they can absolutely beat it. It's nice. a small stand, but I feel like it's important. I think that's actually are, a pretty a big, big stand. It's not a big stand. I'm a still bagel face. What? But it's, it's about a larger issue. 
that you can't make a variety of heinous expressions. Excuse me, I'm allergic to leadership. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Keith, but you can't speak to that because it really, that is a big deal because everyone's saying, stop doing this thing, whatever it is. And and you're like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do as a woman. That's not. What were you bagel faces for? The boys, right? No, for a laugh. No, I would do it just for... But you I think the boys wanted to see that face? Did you no. see that no. face? Show me that face. <laughs> but she was... That is not a boy-friendly face. No. Come on. It was mangled and jacked up, and I then... I love the bagel face. I don't face. like that Rick was trying to sh- shoehorn a bagel face to make it fit with what we're talking about. You don't That's like bagels. You're doing. anti-Semitic. That's what this is. Well, what's an example you're thinking of, Keith? No, well, I did actually more. I remember. <laughs> that, sentence, that sentence itself was wow. a disaster. Okay. I did, what did actually you more. What, did you, what well, have you done? What I've done is like, okay, <laughs> for the neighborhood, my neighborhood, I did a lot of stuff. Put on uh, uh, shows, raised money. Did. For what? So You're being you, way too broad. You for sound what? like no. our president. Raise right money. R- raise money for the. the, the, the You're the, making this <laughs> up. You're making fun of Rachel's bagel face. You didn't even have a bagel face. No, for for all, all the kids around the neighborhood, the youth. You the did youth. not raise money for the youth. <laughs> you stole money from no, the youth. I said proceeds go to. Right. No, for the youth. Yeah. I made I made a difference for the youth. Okay, so Keith has no example. <laughs> Well, all this talk about things that we really, we've really realized that we haven't done anything. But why don't we speak to somebody who has done something who's just a little younger than us? Let's get inspired. Mm. The Tappers are in the house. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, we have an incredible guest today. We have Alice Paul Tapper. And this is, yes, yes, and we're getting her early. This is one of her earlier interviews. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Especially as she goes out into the crazy world of press junkets. <laughs> um, so, Alice, we really all wanted to have you on the show because we all admire you. Thank you. And what you've done. Thank you. And you said, how old are you? You're 43? No, I'm 11. <laughs> You're 11. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about Raise Your Hand, about your, your book and about your initiative? Uh, so Raise Your Hand is a book to help encourage girls to be more confident in class. And I got this idea when I was noticing that boys were being more confident and raising their hands in class more than girls. So I brought it up to my mom, and then she brought it up to the Girl Scouts Nation's capital. And then I went in one day to have a meeting with a Girl Scout CEO, Lydia Soterman, and she and I had an idea that we could make a patch about it. So yeah. That is so cool. So what is a Girl Scout CEO like? Are they do they wear business suits and carry briefcases and walk really fast in high heels? <laughs> yeah, they're right. They're That's really what I professional thought. and awesome. Yeah. Oh wow. Lydia, you hear that? I like that. Now you say you, you mentioned that the boys are more confident in class. Some would even say loud. No. And well, they're just confident. I'm sorry, Keith, I'm in the middle of Kind of a run here. Um, yeah, their hands, you were noticing their hands. I'm, I'm curious about what that discovery was like. You're in class, 
And do you remember the day you really noticed that? Or did you just kind of start noticing it in I general? kind of just started noticing it. I mean, I didn't really pay attention to it at first. But then I was realizing this was repetitive. Yes. This is this is definitely something that we've all noticed, yeah, right, you guys? Sure. Just in class growing up, I feel like especially as a funny person, like the girls were Kevin, please don't make that face at me. I'm 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 definitely funny. Like at this point, people you've heard I'm funny, right? Alice? Yes. Okay, you're very see, funny. like words out. The word is out. <laughs> but I felt like the girls were encouraged to kind of be more quiet and let the boys be funny. There's something that you said in the book. I was just this is like hot the, off the presses. Hot off the presses. Yeah. About when you raise your hand and you're afraid you're gonna be wrong. And I think sometimes I still feel like that, you know? So maybe yeah. maybe this isn't gonna just be for young girls. It's gonna be for Women in their um, 40s. Yes. And and it's good for the, you know, for boys to hear too. Like someone like, I, I don't know, who, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but Keith, um, <laughs> you know, who always has an answer for something and is always chiming in, even though it's like really not his wheelhouse. <laughs> but Keith, did you notice that? But you, you, in you school, said in school. No, in school, no. when I was in school, 11, whatever, I raised my hand anyway, even if I didn't know, because I always wanted to make somebody laugh. I want to have a, <laughs> a good joke behind it. Yeah. And yeah. so it didn't matter if I, you know, was wrong or whatever. I just right. want a good, sweet laugh. So that's really interesting. So you noticed that. And and then and you noticed that that wasn't fair rather than just accepting the way things are. Mm-hmm. So what what led you to, to, to understand that that wasn't fair and want to change that rather than just accept it and move on? Like so many of us have done. <laughs> well, my mom has always told me to believe myself and to notice these things about how not everybody's equal. So I just told her and then we talked about it. And then she was saying, that is not really fair. So then she told the Girl Scouts. That's awesome. I am i don't know if you know this, but I'm not just very... Um, Large. I am pregnant, <laughs> and so that's that's really good for me to hear. You know, as somebody who's going to be a mom, to instill that in my child. Mm-hmm. You know, were you surprised that people were so excited about this idea? Yeah, I, I was. I didn't think it would become this big. It's a big deal. And now I'm meeting so many amazing people. Oh my God! Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Everyone, there'll what? be some, no. you know, and some, some toxic people too. <laughs> Did Alice go through media training, or is she just as graceful by nature? She's this is her. There's no media training. This, we this also have a Jake Tapper. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Okay, Jake Tapper is also yeah, yes. And Jake, uh, let me read your bio. Jake was in. Pitch Perfect 2. Okay. All right. Great. I want to ask your your dad something. So you've done a lot. Of, you've been on camera a lot. That's fair to bit. say. A little bit? Yeah. Um, okay. And so you have to interview, um, I would say, gargoyles sometimes, like just actual beached sea lions with no charisma yeah. and who white are walkers. lying. Yeah, just white walkers. How do you not lose your mind and like flip the table like a real housewife? Um, well, I mean, my job is I don't get to interview people like Alice all day. It's yeah. pretty much the opposite. Are of you Alice. saying that I'm phoning it in and I have a sweet ride? No. <laughs> I, you know, there's, there are challenges to interviewing an 11-year-old too, but I mean, it's, it's I mean, I just knowing Alice and knowing the people I interview, she's a lot 
more pleasant to yes. deal with. It's genuine sincerity as opposed to the exact opposite, which is <laughs> lying about everything. Just right. Billy McFarlane's one after the other, after the other, after the other. Yeah. For anybody who knows the fire, the festival? fire festival reference, a fire festival theme. Um, Keith, you got a ticket to that, right? You were, yes, yeah. absolutely. Did you go with Ja Rule? <laughs> he went. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> he had his shirt on. No, I'm 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 excited about Jake Tapper being here and Alice. But Jake Tapper is my favorite on CNN. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely. That's very nice of you to say. Why is he your favorite? What what distinguishes him? Well, I like the beginning. The beginning when he comes on in the beginning. (laughs) Wait a minute. Let me let me. When he gets lowered onto the stage in the waves, the pyrotechnics. When when he comes on in the beginning of of his thing, it sounds like an old Batman. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's probably exactly what he wants. No, it's like Donald Trump in trouble. Giuliani, you know, talks too much. And it's just, pow, see pow, it. bam. Tune in. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but well, it, thank you. That's nice. And no one is from South Philly, too. And Jake, wait, did you say why you were cool under pressure? Yeah, I think I learned it when I was in the White House press corps and I would get in fights with Robert Gibbs, the White House press secretary for Obama. Uh-huh. And I think the first like few, I got heated, and I realized that the the more heated I got, the more nobody cared about what I was talking about. Right. It was just about my temper, you show emotion, or it's... yeah, or I was a you know whatever. I was just trying to get attention or this and that. So and I learned from that experience that the. Um, the calmer I am, the the more uh, the question will be paid attention to, as opposed to me. It's more powerful. Do you to have stay a calm. Ta- do you have a tactic when you're dealing with just like wild lying or somebody that's recreating uh, reality? That's you know, you ask them a direct question. Yeah. I'm sure this happens all the time, and journalists talk about it, and they they literally answer a different question that they wrote themselves for themselves. Well, like, that, how do you deal with those moments? I, I that mean, happens it, with men in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it means. Uh, that I don't, that the person will never come back. Uh, I just don't understand why you wouldn't just answer the question. That's so tough as, as his daughter. <laughs> I mean, you have to, there's a, there's a certain level, you know, you're an age where you're still like, you, I'm sure you keep it pretty real with your parents, but a time will come where just, you know, you have to lie a little bit. And, <laughs> and, and they're going to be really good at sniffing that out. That's tough. You're going to have to, Take like a course on how to beat a lie detector to go through your parents. Uh, I'm pretty good at I'm pretty good at uh, figuring it out and looking right at her eyes really? and say, "Alice, were you saying that to irritate your brother, or are you saying it to be, or are you saying it to be helpful?" What about a lying patch? What about a patch for someone who's really good at lying? Because I think everyone in here would probably really benefit from that. I wanted to introduce a segment. It's called. Um, uh, it's called Pound It or Pass. Do you want to pound it or do you want to pass? Pass. Do you want to pound it or do you want to pass? Pound it. It's about if you saw this dog at a pound, would you adopt it or would you leave it in the pound? I'll suggest the dog if that's okay with everybody. Yeah. Okay. A big poodle. One that's shaved kind of like like a best in show, you know, like a show poodle. Mm-hmm. Can you guys picture it? Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to pound it or are you going to pass? Pound it. Really? You I want, mean, you're going to bring the dog home? Yeah. Okay, cool. Any idea what you would name the dog? The dog is, is a black poodle. Mm, 
Jessie, because that's what my Bubby's dog's name, and she's a black poodle. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. great. So that, they'll have a friend. <laughs> Keith, you going to pound it or pass? I'm passing. What? South Philadelphia don't have no poodles. <laughs> what kind of dogs do you have? Well, I, I know that you never named your dogs, like, or you kept naming your dog the same thing. Sabu. Sabu. Sabu 1, Sabu 2, <laughs> Sabu 3. What kind of dog was Sabu? Like a pit or? It was a wolf. Oh, okay. That's Mixed normal. Mixed Shepherd. Uh-huh. South Philadelphia Shepherd. Okay, all right. Say and he South learned to raise yeah. his hand. He raised his paw. He did not raise his paw, okay? <laughs> Rach, are you pounding or passing? I'll pound it. I'll oh. pound Jesse Jackson. I'm going to name Jesse. Jesse Jackson's coming right home with me. That's sweet. Giving him a sweet room. Um, we're taking him on fun-loving outings. We're going to go to fairs. You know, do mall laps together. <laughs> oh, you're going you're gonna to get yeah. your steps in in a mall with Jess, your poodle? Jesse's worth it. That's amazing. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to pound it um, because you know it would look like a giant Tatiana, and I just think that would be really fun and I and watch them like kind of play around together. But I, I'm getting a really subtle haircut, not the normal kind of poodle esque poof, but like kind of like a flat top. Um, Bridge, you going to pound it or pass? Well, I'm conflicted. Why? I got a problem with um, big beautiful poodles. You think they've had it too easy for too long? I think they've long? had it too easy. I feel like they come into those dog shows and they just automatically get a sweep because they got nice hair. Um, but I'm an animal lover first and foremost. Sure. So I'm going to pound it. Okay. And um, we both know that poodles can be arrogant. Whoa. Whoa. Tatiana's a The big poodle. ones. The big ones. The big ones because they, you know, they've run the game there at the Westminster Dog Show for many years. But uh, we're going to teach this, we're going to teach humility and patience and kindness and um, most of all, equality, because that bitch needs to know. And I say, it's a female dog, I can say that. I know that Alice is younger, but a female dog is actually a bitch. Okay, nice. Some people are into the idea of adding a baby to the mix. Some of us can't even get ourselves out the door on time. So if you're not ready for life with a baby, visit NotReadyNow.com to learn more about a reversible, longer-term birth control option that you don't have to take every day. Get the details at NotReadyNow.com. Discover Park MGM, the newest resort in the center of the Las Vegas Strip. It's where Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, Janet Jackson, and Aerosmith bring down the house in the intimacy of Park Theater. It's where you can indulge in cuisine from L.A. chef Roy Choi as he mashes up Korean flavors at his new restaurant, Best Friend. Be inspired at Italy Market, enjoy a spin on fine dining at Nomad Restaurant, and let it all go at On the Record, Vegas's first speakeasy club. Park MGM. Intimate moments, big experiences. Book now at parkmgm.com. Can you hand me that patch? I want to see... You got to just kind of randomly see girls wearing this patch. Is that right? Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Well, we were at a Girl Scout event. I think it was some sort of like outdoors thing. And I saw a group of daisies. What's that? They're the young, they're the lowest Girl Scouts. Whoa. They're like the, the youngest. The youngest. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Not not most. Not most. <laughs> they the have youngest. the least money. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> the youngest Girl Scouts uh-huh. are the Daisies. So I saw them. I saw one of them, and on the back of her vest, uh, raise your hand patch. And I was, I just couldn't stop smiling. I didn't, didn't like ever imagine seeing one of them being worn by a complete stranger. Right. 
And I was just so proud of myself and I was so proud of my troop for everyone helping me. And it was just really cool. That's so cool. Did you, did you tell her? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, it would have been like meeting a celebrity. <laughs> I was too scared. Yeah? Oh, that's, that's really cool. Raising your hand, even though it's one thing, is such a symbol and really is a life changer, you know? Because if you speak up in class, you're more likely to speak up for yourself in all situations. So it's, it's exciting to see, I'm sure, people wearing the patch, but also you really are changing their perspective and maybe their <laughs> lives. Telling me when we, about when we were reading the tweets from, from grown-up women about your about oh. your patch. Yeah, we were like looking through the comments of when my dad tweeted about my patch and it was just so incredible and inspiring and I just felt like if people really like this, like maybe this could be more than just a little local thing. You got to think big. <laughs> We're talking about global here. We're going global. What I can't believe is like your own book. And I can imagine me in sixth grade walking in class with my, my own book. Oh, wow. I'd be bragging. <laughs> like, ladies, gather around. There's enough books for all of you. <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. Like, you would be so corrupt. See, this is the humble experience. <laughs> Thank God you didn't write a book. And th- I hope you never do. I'm curious how some of the other children in the class reacted and, and maybe some of the boys. And did, did, did you talk about the book with your classmates? My Some of my friends know, but I don't think... Everybody's aware of it in my class, but sooner or later they'll know. So um, that's like the title of a Nas album, yes, I think. Sooner or later they'll know. So I don't know how really they're going to take it, but I think it's pretty cool. It's the best. I think so. they'll be pretty impressed, and hopefully, it'll help people have some some good talks, some good conversations yeah. that they right. might not have had. Yeah, actually, I would like to read. You, I you? would like to read one mm. one page that really made me think about Keith. All right, let's see. There's a moment where a boy comes over to you. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, I think some kids at school didn't understand why we were doing the project. You're saying, and this is a little boy on the playground pointing, you're saying girls are better than boys? One boy said to me at recess. Keith Wayne Robinson. And then you you said, um, but I did not think girls were better than boys. I just wanted girls to be treated equally. Yeah. That's a really powerful couple pages. I think that's a a huge misconception that when, when women are fighting for equality or anybody's fighting for equality, that it means that we want the other side to lose. Yeah. Did you have that experience or were you sort of... um, Yeah, that happened to me. So that's... And what's that boy's name and address? I want to write it down (laughs) really quick. Yeah, every, everybody should be treated equally. What about dogs? Should dogs be treated equally? I'd like to say yes. <laughs> you are so ready for this media training. I'd like to say yes. I love that. To celebrate the third season of Three Girls, One Keith, I have a special gift for you guys. You can now get 60 days of Spotify premium free when you go to Spotify.com slash promo slash Amy. That's a hell of a deal. Enjoy, but keep in mind, this offer is only available for users in the U.S. and U.K. So, uh, can would you mind if we bring your mom on the podcast for a second? Do you mind? 
Should I get up? She should, should take my seat? Yeah, will you just, would you mind waiting outside? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the car. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Hennifer. Yes, Hennifer. Hennifer Tapper. Yes. Did you take Jake's last name? I did. Do because... you regret that? No, my name, <laughs> my name was Brown and, you know. Yeah, there's just, enough Browns. My yeah, mom's maiden name is Jones. Like, yeah. It's just like, why? Um, oh, my God, they're holding hands. They're Mother holding and daughter. Hands. So tender. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm about to be a mom. Um, Bridget's been a mom many times. In a way. Sure. In a, a way. It's tricky. But uh, <laughs> what... Um, Okay, how can I raise this baby? Yes, mm-hmm. I have no real advice for you. But Great. I do think it's been helpful to, to point out things that you notice and tell your kids about them early. Not the most terrifying things that you notice, but like if equality is important to you or if raising a good person is important to you, then making sure they understand a good example or showing them a good example. That's something that's worked very well with both my kids, I think. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, Jennifer, what was it? What was Alice like from when she was a smaller girl to now when she's um, oh, with well, us at the she, still tender age of yes, 11? She's still, she was very similar to now, very kind and thoughtful all, <laughs> all the time, you know, looking out for somebody else and being, actually when I, she was really little and I'd push her through the grocery store, she didn't really interact with other people, but whenever she saw a really older person, she would over-engage with them. And I always felt like she just knew that person needed a little extra time. Man, and, and it was just like her doing that with Keith out. today. And, and it's so sweet. <laughs> so after us meeting Alice, what are some dreams that we all, what are, what's a new dream that we've learned? I'm going to start my new book. What's it called? Raise Your Hands too. No, that's no. really, what? that's plagiarizing <laughs> Alice's work. No, she's so you one. you got to watch out for this, okay? <laughs> I have a dream. Oh, let's hear your dream. Um, I think that one of the things I've learned from Alice, too, is that women are really left out of the history books that they teach kids. And so Alice will come home and see that in three chapters in history, in an entire day, there's not been one woman by her name listed or taught to the girls or the boys in Meaning the class. Meaning it'll say his wife. His or wife his or the town mother. helper or like <laughs> caregiver. Yeah. Also, we were reading a book and in history class and it was like a series of these different characters, like one character per page. And there were only three women and it was about the Civil War. And I feel like there were so many roles for women, not just in the Civil War, not just waiting for their husband to come home from war. You do always see a woman like gazing at a man in a movie, like while he's doing something important. Like polishing his gun. Yeah. (laughs) That could be your next book is like a a book that's like for people your age and people like me who are just sort of learning (laughs) about all the different women of history and women of color and all that sort of thing. We could learn a lot. What about people of color? Like, is there some equality with learning about the history of people of color, or is it? Are you finding it's mostly white men? I think it's mostly white men. Yeah, which is sometimes I feel like I'm getting used to reading only about those kinds of people, Ugh. and you know, yeah. It's not that we don't want to learn about those great white men, <laughs> but we also want to hear about what was going on with all the other. Yeah. marginalized populations. Yeah. Do you have any dreams right now? Like, do you have any goals that you have set, or are you kind of following the river? I'm kind of going with the flow. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, You've got time. Yeah. <laughs> so before we wrap, um, would you mind, I think it would be cool to get 
to get Jack on for a second, if we could get him. Is that? Oh, oh my gosh! Jack, Wait, is that a in. stack of pancakes on your shirt? <laughs> We've got Jack Tapper. Oh he is God. in the studio. Um, so, can you first of all, Jack? You're eight. Is that correct? Nine. Nine. Okay. I, so I turned sorry. Nine this October second. Ooh. Oh, well, fresh nine. Libra, or I don't know. My teacher told me I have the same birthday as Gandhi. I've got Morgan Freeman. So you guys, I'm taking you all out of my phones because greener pastures. Um, how's Alice as a big sister? Uh, she's awesome. I think she's the best Aww. big sister that the whole world has ever seen. Oh, my gosh. That's really sweet. Are, do you think you're a good big sister? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, well, that's the best we can hope for right now. Um, and do you have any dreams right now? Do you have any goals, short-term or long-term goals um, we're talking about? Meeting my favorite YouTuber. Whoa, who's that? His name is Flamingo. What? Okay. Who's this guy? Who's wow. Flamingo? Um, he's a he um is a YouTuber on uh, this game called Roblox. Okay. And he makes up these funny songs and funny characters, and he makes people laugh. I think that this is a goal you can reach. But he doesn't show his face. In one of his videos, he said he was going to do a uh, face reveal someday. <laughs> And but he and then one day he said he wasn't gonna do it, but then you can just look on his Instagram and then you can see his face. Oh yeah, his, his DM is gonna be popping off problem. in a minute. I think. I think we're gonna do what the we can. See a dilemma. Okay, well we're wrapping up, but we just wanted to ask: Is there anything that you want people to know about eleven-year-olds? Mm. Like maybe a way adults speak to you guys, or just something in general that you would want people to know that yeah. you think they don't know? Uh, well, eleven-year-old girls, I think, tend to get more shy as they get older and they need like a little boost and I think this might help a little bit and I want girls to be confident so they can be extraordinary women and role models for the next generation. Yeah! Oh, wow. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our next president, Alice Tapper. <laughs> That's right. The book Raise Your Hand is available now in stores online. Some people are selling it on the streets. <laughs> um, make sure you get a real copy. You got a bootleg Yeah, I got hookup. a few bootlegs. He's got a couple of bootlegs. They were selling it <laughs> on the L train. Um, this is such a great book about people participating more in class, especially women, just raising their hands and, and keeping our, our young girls confident and part of the conversation, starting early so that they don't have to play catch up later and realize that yeah. they're just as smart. Not smarter. I learned a lot from you today. I think Thank you're you. pretty extraordinary already. I'm excited to see what comes next with both of you guys. That was uh, <laughs> off the chain. I want you to make that tower of power on your shirt. Those pancakes come to life. That looks delicious. <laughs> I just want I'm pancakes. working on it. You're working on it. All right. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming, and thanks to the whole the whole Tapper community. Thank you so the much tappers. for having me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Tappers roll deep. To the tappers. <laughs> to the taps. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bridge. Tappers. Take us out. Hey, stay strong. Talk soon. Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Natalie Tella and Robin Hopkins. Three Girls, One Keith is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio Design, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, and Dan Rosato. And by the way, make sure to follow Three Girls, One Keith so you don't miss a single episode.
Ooh, a 212 number. Mm. Hello? I always get those. That's like a Every weird day. thing going around like a virus. I always fall for it. <laughs> I'm like, maybe this is the call. <laughs> 